0: Hello and welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. Here with me, Colton G, and today we're joined by alt-country artist Matthew Burkhardt as we talk his new EP, Slow Burn. Yes! Slow Burn is the debut solo EP for Matthew. And we're talking about the road that has led up to it. We're talking about the decision to go on this solo artist adventure after spending a few years touring around in a few different bands. We're talking about Matthew's first Single as a solo artist, unaware, and how it helped lay the foundation for this new EP. We're going to be talking about how Matthew took a two-week isolation period that he had to go into after returning home from Arizona in March. How he turned that into inspiration, fuel for this new EP, Slow Burn. We're gonna be talking about a few of the tracks that can be found on Slow Burn that we're gonna be playing for you here today. Songs like Wind Song and Back Down the Road, which we're also going to be diving into the music Video 4 as well, and how they pulled off a very cool technique within it. We're gonna talk about the studio process, and how that differed between unaware and slow burn, because of course, the world has changed as well, and we're also going to dive into virtual concerts as well. All of this. All of this and more in this episode of the DTP with Matthew Burkhart. It's all brought to you today by DesertTigerMerch.com where you go to cop yourself something to represent the show everywhere you go. DesertTigerMerch.com And with the holidays approaching fast with stock getting low, if you want to spend your holidays representing the DTP in style, you gotta move quick. DesertTigerMerch.com Alright, am now it is time to set the vibe for this conversation with Matthew Burkhart. You know how we do it here. We are about to play one of the tracks off of Slow Burn this is is Wind Song
1: So lock all the doors, wave by to your friends, as the panic sets into those light-hearted men. And if you read enough news, it sure feels like the end. The burdens we bear are now not pretend. No more work here today, no, and maybe not again. Spent two years destroying my body for you. Please don't throw me away. I need my money, not your praise. When they tell you, don't worry, you can't hesitate. Then she looked at me wide. She asked if I'm awake, if I've given up the ghost I said the devil's coming round and he stopped in our town So make sure the doors, they are painted top down Through history's words, we should've saved the day But we kept on tripping on stones that we placed Rewarding the ones who always betray Who speak the loudest in such swift decay So I looked in the mirror without any filter And silence arose as I questioned the world And as I fell to my knees in a great heap. I just hope to God someone else felt the weight. No, cause this ain't the world that I grew up to love. Now I'm by a path silence a crowd, transforming into a broken silhouette. And the wind played a song that I'll never forget. She looked at me wide-eyed, it pierced through my soul She asked if I'm awake, if I'd given up the ghost I said the devil's coming round and he stopped in our town So make sure the doors, they are painted top-down His perfect harmony is watching us bleed Fat cat collects green at the expense of you and me More complicated ways tired faces can relate A tactic that's used to my shoulder brings. brains So I'm packing up my car and I'm headed on my way Away from the talk boxes telling me my fate Just drop me in the desert where I feel Home, where slow burning heathens Don't feel so alone Then she looked at me Wide-eyed it pierced through my soul She asked if I'm awake If I would given up the ghost I said the devil's coming round And he stopped in our town So make sure the doors say Are painted top down And now it shows I'm trapped in a hurricane But I know that you're close Let's find common ground here Or somewhere around There's a good chance the ground's Just frozen the town Like a flower in outer space Just pleading for relief These new revelations Keep giving me grief I'm just trying to I'm just trying to sleep, man. You got yours and I got mine. Don't mean I'm fine. And this at night takes my hand again, disguises my friend. Quit dragging us through the mud, yeah, I say it again. Now the rich man cries foul and he saying it ain't fair. When his deal with the devil's now your cross to bear. And she looked at me my soul she asked if i'm awake if i've given up the ghost i said the devil's coming around and he stopped in our town so make sure the doors they are painted top down the desert tiger podcast
0: hello hello There we go there we go how's it going it's going pretty good how are you
2: good does it sound okay
0: oh that sounds pretty fine to me nice all right uh
2: just uh just at work here (laughs) i just installed the wi-fi here so it should be should be nice and fresh
0: okay all right like (laughs) it i like it i like the vibe too the uh barrels in the background
2: pretty it's pretty cool
0: (laughs) Alright, so do you work at like a brewery, at a restaurant? What's going on here?
2: Yeah, so I work at a brewery in Toronto, Blood Brothers Brewing, and it's uh, it's great. I've been here for probably two and a half years now, closer to three, and yeah, it's uh, there's never a dull moment, but yeah, it's nice to take a break during the day and do things like this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good that they allow you the opportunity to take yeah. time to do things like this too.
2: Yeah, it's they were they were musicians before they opened the brewery, so they sort of understand the okay a lot of the stuff behind it. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> artist lifestyle.
2: That's it. Yeah,
0: gotta love it. Gotta love it. All right. All right. Well, we're here to dive into a little bit about your artist lifestyle here. A slow burn. mm
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: All right. All right. So, are you ready to dive into it?
2: Sure. Let's uh, let's do it.
0: Awesome, awesome. So, of course, I want to talk about a little bit of the road that leads up to Slowburn. And I see that before this solo venture, you were doing the band life, touring around with that. So, what exactly made you make the decision to go into this solo route?
2: Yeah, so I had been playing in bands and like group dynamics for ever, basically, until this record. And I think it came down to a lot of just, you know, the songs I were I was writing were becoming more and more kind of personal ventures. And not that it was difficult to transpose that to a group setting and other people, but I, I found myself, I think, sort of trying to control a lot of the stuff that happened in the group settings. And that, that was never a recipe that was, you know, going to work for just original songs and everybody trying to input I just had to get like my my own thing out there and and this is where it led me so that being said you know we've been rehearsing full band for this stuff and it's been it's been great and I think uh, these songs that I wrote on this solo thing were definitely the most honest because I knew I didn't have to you know write any parts thinking about what the bass would sound like or thinking about like what a key part underneath everything would be it was just locked in a room with an acoustic guitar and and uh, this is the songs that came out. <laughs> yeah.
0: Alright, awesome. So of course you released one single before Slow Burn here, before the uh, situation that inspired Slow Burn. So I want to talk about Unaware and the situation that inspired that.
2: Yeah, so that was... I was at a point where I would just gotten out of a relationship. Uh, that was about five years. And it was it was definitely a point in my life where I was turning a new page and turning a new leaf. And I knew that I needed to get something out musically because I hadn't really put anything out for uh, a couple of years until unaware. And so that was the first time that I kind of sat down with with the acoustic and tried to sort of render my thoughts into some coherent melody and words. And I messaged Brandon Fedorow, who uh, who just opened his his independent studio in Kitchener there. And uh, I asked him if he would be interested in recording this one song, just super simple, like me and, a, and an acoustic guitar, and he was down for that. So that's sort of how that song came to be. And then once I had the, the material for Slow Burn written, I knew that I kind of wanted to reach out to Brandon again and see if he'd be interested in taking the same approach, the same sort of spontaneous, just like, you know, go in there prepared and, and whip it off super quick off the floor. And and that's sort of the, the journey to getting to Slow Burn from Unaware. It was it was really important, that first song, because it, it showed me to myself that I, I was able to just sit and sort of write something really raw and transparent and honest, and, and get it out there and have it sound decent. And um, I think that sort of opened the door and gave me the confidence to write uh, the material for Slow Burn.
0: Okay, so it had, that was uh, that essential brickling process in order to build the foundation.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it's something that you don't really think about I, a whole lot until after, But it was definitely it was definitely an important track to put out there for me to kind of launch the solo thing and and get comfortable as a a solo musician.
0: Okay, awesome. Awesome. So, of course, with Slow Burn, that's sort of influenced by our situation in today's world, which Mm -hmm. unfortunately we all happen to be dealing with at the time. You were in the United States in March, you were in Arizona, you were in the middle of the United States as things were starting to pop off in North America, so what was that like, and how did you turn that energy into this album?
2: Yeah, it was, uh well, I mean, no one had ever really gone through anything like that before, so we were all, you know just rolling with the punches in Canada and US and all over the world. And it was just really peculiar because before we went down, there were obviously questions about safety and health regulations and what you could and couldn't do. And once we got there, it was like, it was like nothing was happening. It was just everything was operating normal and nobody was taking any health precautions. And uh, I sort of saw that as, you know, the US being the US and like doing whatever it wants. But at the same time, it's like, I think coming from Canada, we had a bit more of a, an angle as to where this was going to go, not necessarily what was just happening in the moment. And they didn't have that down there. It was uh, it was really lax. There was no restrictions or regulations. I'd, probably if you ask the majority of people there, they'd say it wasn't real or at the time. And uh, so from there it was, you know, we got, when we were there, like obviously things started shutting down and you're watching the news and you're seeing, you know, all these basketball games being postponed and all these, you know, whatever being shut down. And uh, we were concerned that the borders were going to close before we could get out. So luckily we got back to Toronto uh, on the fourteenth, and then on the fifteenth, the borders closed. So we got back in right at the nick of time, and then yeah. So it was it was definitely an experience, but like you said, it gave me a sort of interesting angle to write from because at that point, you know, coming from the states, I had to isolate for two weeks, and uh, I had just two weeks out of nowhere uh, to kind of sit with my thoughts and transpose it, you know, into melodies and words. And at the time I, you know, when I first got back, I was kind of frustrated because there were more questions than answers. And I think everyone was a little uneasy with that. So I didn't know if I would have a job. I didn't know what, you know, the financial situation was going to be for me. I didn't know anything. And, it kind of led to a point where I was like in my room, you know, isolating with a guitar and I was like, okay, I just, it's now or never. There's, li- there's a song on the record called No Better Time Than Now because it's, there's literally, uh, for me in my life up to that point, there's never been more uh, content or um, inspiration to write about something that's happening to all of us. And I think it was it was something I had to do and it was really important for me to do and yeah wind song was was the first song that I that I wrote when I after I got back and it uh, I think you can kind of tell by listening to that song where where my head was at when I first got back
1: mm-hmm
0: definitely uh, wind song is actually one of the tracks I would love to dive into here today so please yeah. let's talk a little bit more about this song
2: yeah, it, uh, it was the first one I wrote and it was uh, one of the first times I'd written all of the words before the music. I typically like to write the melodies first and then put the words, just sprinkle the words on top after. But this was also the first song where I had more words than like time for the song. It, I couldn't do five verses because, you know, I didn't want a seven and a half minute song, but... It was, it was really liberating to, to dive into that. And it was, the angle of the song is from a sort of American side where, you know, talking about, you know, rewarding the ones who always betray, speak the loudest and such swift decay. It's, it's kind of a, uh, putting a mirror up to what I thought the political landscape was like in the United States, you know, for the last four years, essentially, and uh, and just being honest and, and trying to get to that honest part of myself to write something that's truthful and that I think is is truthful, and um, I'm really proud of that song because it uh, it packs a lot of punch for for you know just being kind of a swashbuckly old school folk you know song. It's it's uh, the music's very simple, but um, the words kind of add all the the dynamics and layers to it.
0: Hmm. Yeah. No. It's uh, the words definitely do hit you, especially with the chorus when it keeps coming back to you. And it's like when she asks me if I'm awake, and I was like, "Hmm." Yeah. I feel that. I
2: feel that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <it's>, uh, <laughs> I I've been told that I try to keep my ear to the ground for you know political news and stuff, and just because I think it's important it's, you know, a big reason that I think we're in the position we're in as a society is because a lot of people just don't care about it. They like to tune it out. They feel as though their thoughts and opinions don't really matter in the grand context of what's happening in political landscapes in everywhere, in every country. And the reality is it's not true. Like, all those people that are voted into those positions work for you. They're civil servants who work for you, and they work for us. And, you know, I was just kind of I guess, over and upset and tired at the fact that a lot of these people don't work for the people anymore. They work for themselves and, and they put their own self-interest ahead of the, the interests of the public and that's just, uh, it's kind of backwards and you're, you see what, what happens when that sort of ideology takes over, you know, a, a government or a party and uh, it just so happened that we're living in in the time right now where there's also a global pandemic on top of that so it's it's a lot of stuff in that song but it's definitely one that that i'm proud of and it, it absolutely won't be the last kind of song like that that i write for sure
1: Desert Tiger Podcast.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I also want to dive into another track off of this album, Back Down the Road. It's a track that you released a music video for. Definitely something I want to speak about too. But once again, I sort of want to dive down this song. So is this just going back through different experiences? Or what exactly is inspiring down the road here is it like pushing through things that maybe you couldn't push through before
2: yeah it's the the main sort of context of the song is you know pushing like you said pushing through life with the subconscious or conscious inner voice that we all have and uh for some people it's louder than others uh, but we all have it and and we've all been assigned that voice and whether we like it it's kind of like family like whether we like it or not we <laughs> we, have to deal, we have to deal with it and uh sometimes it it leads you to make choices that are a little bit questionable and sometimes it leads you to make choices that are amazing for your life and in in the context of back down the road it was you know it's kind of like uh you know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over, but expecting a different result. And I think a lot of times, for me, like I can get caught up in my head, thinking about specific things or specific things that happened in the past or may happen or may not happen. And you know sometimes you you trip over your thoughts and you trip over yourself and you you kind of stop yourself from from progressing forward in life and the key I think is just to to do whatever it takes to keep moving forward in a, in a healthy way. And for that song, it was, it was very much about, you know, turning over a new page and turning over a new leaf and, and trying to get back to that familiar road of, uh, of feeling good and, and feeling like yourself again, because, you know, there's, a whole sort of undertone I think on the album of um, you know just the world around us right now it's it's never been easier to sort of get dragged down by by just observing and just by you know reading and watching the news and you know it's it's important to remember that it's not always going to be this way it will get better and we will all find our way back to our own independent familiar road and uh, how we get there we don't know we can claim that we know but yeah ultimately that's kind of what that song is about, and the video kind of shows that too where you know we we shot it on a day that i thought was going to be sunny and it turned out to be freezing cold <laughs> and raining so it was like oh okay this this is the vibe of of the song now this is what it's going to be going forward it's, it worked out really well yeah mm-hmm.
0: no it did work out incredibly well so the concept of the video where you're walking backwards but you're talking the song through forward like the song plays. So is that how it was recorded where you're actually walking backwards and playing or how was this done?
2: <laughs> yeah, so we we'd experimented with trying to sing backwards. And it just sounded like this weird demonic spell that was going on, and like, like the Beatles' White Album when they reverse the song at the end, and it's like, oh, this is they're conjuring up all the demons and spirits. It was like, it sounded like that. So we knew that wasn't gonna work. So what we did was uh, the parts where I was walking backwards and singing. Uh, I was walking backwards, but I was singing forwards uh, three times as fast, so we could sort of match up the music um, with the words and, and match up all the shots later on in post. And then everything else, uh, we would shoot and have the actors move backwards, walk backwards, uh, and then a lot of stuff with the camera was just reversed as well. But you know, I credit all of that to to Kyle Sawyer and. Uh, he directed it and he sort of sat down with me and hashed out this concept for it and so I owe a lot of credit to him and, and Paul Duck who was the cinematographer that day they they both hustled that day it was cold and wet and we were under the gun it was getting dark out too so the the whole video was a little bit darker I think than we wanted it to be but uh, it all sort of worked for the aesthetic of the song and the words and it's it's funny how It's kind of an upbeat melody um, and almost like a happy go lucky melody, but the words again are kind of not that. (laughs) So it's, it it worked, the vibe of the video worked out really well.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I also want to dive into a little bit more of the uh, creation of this album because, like you said, it was written while you were in quarantine. And you did partner up with uh, Brandon, again, for Slow Burn. So were you, because it was a uh, slow, small crew, were you able to get into the actual studio with him? Did you do this sort of a home studio situation and send him the files? How did that work out?
2: Yeah, so I had approached him after I'd written, I think, five of the six songs. And I said, hey, man... I don't know what the status of the studio is, whether you're having people in there, but I have this group of songs and I kind of want to record all of them at the same time, as opposed to maybe doing two or three and then releasing that and then waiting a bit and releasing another two or three. So I reached out to Brandon and he, uh, we did a pre-production session over zoom, which I had never done before. I'd always gone into the studio to do pre-production just because, you know, communication and, you know, hashing out ideas and all that kind of stuff works better in person. Yes. Um, but yeah, to to our credit, it was a very seamless pre-production process over Zoom where it was just literally me playing the song like this to Brandon and Brandon being like, nope, that's, that's good. We're just going to record it like that. That's great. Structure's great. You know, melodies are sweet. Maybe like change this or change that, tweak that. And then from there... It was, I think I was the second, the first or second client that he had back in the studio after the first big wave of COVID. So we took all the all the safety protocols and, you know, he made me sign all the documents and I was like, ah, whatever, sure. So we did that and we went in the studio and because we had done the pre-production the way that we did, I sort of just came in with the acoustic guitar and and tracking day one, we just went right into it. It's, uh, it's funny, the acoustic guitar on Back Down the Road, uh, I thought that was going to be just like the test sample take, but we ended up using that uh, that take for the, the track, which was interesting. And it adds, you know, I can hear it. I don't know if anybody else can hear it, but it adds a very human element because I wasn't really thinking about playing it when I when I played it. So it it was cool that way to, to see how that formed. But yeah, it was once we got in there, it took us three days to record six songs. So we were we were going at a pretty good clip. It would be like I played the acoustic bed tracks and we record those and then Brandon would hop on the drums and we'd come up with a drum part for the song that we thought fit best. And then from there it was bass and then we'd throw some electric guitar on there and then we'd finish up with some keys just to sort of wrap it all up. And by the end, I think it was four days all all in, which was great because we'd budgeted six. So we had two days after to just sort of relax and, and think about the songs and what may or may not be need to be in there we can add in later and it was a very very streamlined seamless process and you know Brandon he he I think we both sort of understand how each other works in in the actual studio setting like I tend to work very quick Uh, I don't like overthinking anything I just I come in prepared and I know what I'm gonna play and I know what I'm gonna sing and uh I just get in there and I do it (laughs) and then I you know clock out and go back home kind of thing but it was this was a great, a great, incredibly liberating process for me to record a group of songs as opposed to just one. Because the last probably five six years, I've I've done like the unaware thing where you put out you know one or two really really strong songs and then there's you know that's kind of it. Uh, so for this one, I knew I wanted to to put a collection together, and you know it it happened really really seamlessly
0: awesome it sounds like it came together very naturally yeah all right so i also want to talk about the uh ep virtual ep release show that you did in september and you also mentioned that you're working on sort of a uh, full band thing as well with this project so is that for a future virtual show
2: yeah so right now we're we're rehearsing well trying to rehearse, assuming you know everything yes. stays open and everything's safe yeah so we're we're aiming for mid january to to have a virtual show, full band, and it's going to be you know as as real of a show as we can put together without actually having people there being in a venue or anything uh which is the best you know the best part is you know playing to people it's the thing I miss the most about all this is just playing to actual people as opposed to playing to some cameras and like two camera operators, which is fine, but it's, just, it's not the same. Back in, I think, I want to say May, May or June, I played two sets, uh, at Christie Pitts park in Toronto, just sort of gorilla style, you know, set up a, a PA and a generator and a mic and just take the acoustic guitar down there. And I opened up a, uh, comedy show that was happening down there for a couple weeks and it was it was really strange playing a song and finishing a song and hearing clapping because i hadn't i hadn't heard that in a while and it kind of threw me but it was uh it was great because it was the first time i'd played any of these songs for people and uh at that point you know i knew that that you know the people sort of enjoyed the songs and and there was there was definitely a resonating factor I think with people for these songs and it's been it's been amazing like ever since the release on September 4th the the feedback for the EP has been extremely positive and it's it's really given me the confidence to to want to get back in there and and write more and but it's you know with everything happening right now it's you got to be patient so you know slow steps and uh yeah, so mid-January, we're planning uh, the full band show. Uh, we're hoping to work again with Good Company Productions based out of Kitchener. They, they helped me with my initial EP release show, which was just an acoustic thing uh, with Brandon, which went really well. Yeah, so more info will be released when we get it. Uh, it's Everything's up in the air again, so it's just a matter of trying to trying to find the safest route for everybody and and actually continue to, to produce content and put it out there in a way that's you know everybody can enjoy.
0: Really. Exactly. It's just continuing to adapt and figure things out cuz as you said at the beginning of this this is sort of something none of us have dealt with before, so Yeah. Really the best way to find out what's going on in the future is to follow those Matthew Burkhart social feeds and keep keep yeah. your eyes open. Keep your eyes and your ears open.
2: Exactly. That's it. All right. Well,
0: Matt, I can see that you're at work, and I don't want to keep you from too from your work too long. I don't want you to get in trouble with your bosses here. So I want to thank you so very much for taking the time out of your busy day to join us to take us behind Slowburn.
2: I I really appreciate it, and thank you for for giving me this platform. Like it's these kind of platforms that that are really helping musicians in this time. So uh, we all we all appreciate uh, this chance to, to talk and, and get our stuff out there. So thank you.
0: Hey, it's mutual. It's mutual, my friend. Have a great <laughs> rest of your day. You as
2: well. Take care.
0: And, um, Bush, I hope that you enjoyed this conversation with Matthew Burkhart, taking you behind how he took a two-week isolation period and turned it into the inspiration to create his day Mew Solo EP Slow Burn Which you can find right now in its entirety on your favorite music streaming service and I highly suggest that you do that when you're there Hit follow so when he drops more music it's in your ears, go ahead and follow him on social media so when he announces that upcoming virtual concert you can go ahead and be a part of the audience. Now it's time for our final roaring thank you to 1. Matthew Burkhart for taking us behind the music of Slow Burn and the thank you that I need to give out for the person who sat This up goes to the incredible Eric Alper for helping us out once again. We got mad respect, mad love for EA. And last but not least, it is you, The Ambush, for tuning in once again, for continuing to help push the show as we get closer to breaking the top 100. In Canada, we were le- We recently broke number 35 in Philippines for our category, Performing Arts. And it's all thanks to you. You can help us grow even more. You can help us push over these humps even further by subscribing to the show if you haven't already, by reviewing us with a five-star review, by sharing this episode on your social media with your friends, with your family. With anyone who you think would enjoy Desert Tiger. And you can also help us out by heading on over to DesertTigerMerch.com and copping yourself something to represent the show. Show your pride of the tiger ambush everywhere you go. That is DesertTigerMerch.com. And with the holidays coming up soon, stock getting low and the mail system getting backed up. You're going to want to move on that quickly. Yes. This upcoming Tuesday, December the 1st, 2020, on the Desert Tiger Podcast, we're going to be doing a bonus episode. Yes, we're going to be doing a one-on-one. It's an upcoming episode of Stripes, as we're going to be talking about what 2020 has brought Desert Tiger. How we continue to plan to grow going into 2021 into year four, like what we've been doing with our YouTube video interviews, which which you can go and check out even a video version of this interview over at our Desert Tiger Colton G YouTube. And we have so much more that's going to be coming your way, and we're going to be talking about that very, very soon, on Tuesday, December the 1st, 2020. But until then, I want you to go out there and find your mountaintop, find your oasis, find the thing that makes your heart scream and sing to its fullest glory, that thing that just makes you roar, burst out of your chest, out of your lungs. Find that thing, grow with that thing, craft that. Thing. and once your roar is finally mighty and ready to let out you let that roar out across that valley, you let that roar out across that waterfront and you let the world know just what beauty you're capable of creating just how beautiful of a tiger you are, yes and until next Tuesday for an episode of Stripes Bye bye And always stay persistent and perseverant
1: when you're going back down that road. Yes.